You're listening to episode 247 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. There's something about that initial leap from corporate life to entrepreneur life. It's scary. It's exciting. Did I mention scary? (laughs) There are tons of reasons and excuses not to do it, but there are even more as to why you should do it. This week's guest took that leap and is now on a mission to improve the lives of millennial women everywhere through the workings of the mind and body. Danielle Ryan quit her secure corporate job in 2018 in pursuit of something more. She now operates a private yoga studio, Lifestyle by Design, a membership site, Soul Society, and a podcast, Adulting 101. She's helping millennials to combat stress through the power of movement and mindset in order to foster the confidence they need to build a life they love. While you're listening today, be sure to screenshot and share that you're listening. Put that on Instagram stories, tag me in it, at mindbizlife, and let's start a conversation. You know I'm also incredibly grateful for your five-star reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts. This helps the podcast get into the homes, cars, and earbuds of many. This episode is brought to you by Spiritually Seeking. When you go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code PODCAST at checkout, you can save 20% on numerology reports, affirmation cards, and life guidance sessions. All you've got to go, all you've got to do is go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter PODCAST at checkout. I know you're eager to dive into today's episode and I'm eager to share it. So are you ready to meet Danielle? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey, Danielle, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Honestly, I'm so excited to be here. Well, when I read your bio and it said that you quit your secure corporate job in pursuit of something more, my immediate thought was my people, you're my people. (laughs) So tell me the story behind this. What made you walk away from corporate and take that leap? Yeah. um, So it was about, I want to say five years ago, I landed my first full-time corporate job. I was like 23 or 24. So pretty young you know, like feeling really good. This is it. I've made it already. Like awesome. Um, and about a year into that, I started to feel this resistance where I was just commuting to work every day thinking like, is this going to be my life for the next 25, 30 years? Because Mm. if so, I don't think I'm going to make it. (laughs) Um, it was sort of from that place of feeling really stuck that I started my own podcast And that really sort of opened my eyes to this whole world of online entrepreneurship and just entrepreneurs in general. Um, And I kept, you know, trucking away at my job for another year or so. And the town that I live in actually offered this really unique opportunity where you could pitch your business idea and they would give you free rent in a space downtown if you won for an entire year. Yeah. And so through that process, I actually made it into like the top three finalists. And so I had to learn how to, you know, write a business plan and come up with an idea. And so the whole premise was that I was going to start this yoga studio life coaching business. And unfortunately at the end of that process, I wasn't the one that was selected, but that really planted the seed for me to realize that entrepreneurship was something that could be available to me. And so 
if I'm being completely honest on my 26th birthday, I drank a couple beers and under the influence decided (laughs) that if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen. At the time I didn't own my house. I didn't have kids, none of that. So it was like, I'm in the perfect position to try this. And the worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, I'll go find another corporate job. So I sort of took a chance, quit my job a month later, flew to Portugal, became a yoga teacher, came back, bought a hundred, not a hundred. I spent a hundred dollars buying 10 yoga mats and 10 blocks, packed them in my car and started driving around to people's houses. And the rest is really history. Whoa. Oh my gosh, Danielle. This is so awesome. First of all, let's start back at this competition because you had a corporate job. So what really made you think, okay, I can throw my hat into this rink. Like where did this idea even stem from? Because at the time you weren't a yoga teacher, right? So no. And that's what people always ask me like, oh, so like how long have you been a yoga teacher? How long did you have your business before you quit your job? And I was like, don't do what I did, but I didn't have a business when I quit my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially, again, it was just this, I was in all of these like online Facebook groups, learning about all of these women who were able to quit their jobs and start these businesses. And at that point, it was funny because a few years earlier, I had had this, like one of my closest friends is an entrepreneur. He's really into the startup community and all of that. And every time we would see each other, he would be telling me, Danielle, you should really start a business. You should go into entrepreneurship. And I'm always like rolling my eyes. Like that's the dumbest idea. I'm never going to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) I'm not interested. And then, yeah, this opportunity came up and I was seeing all these people online doing it. And I kind of just had this revelation of like, okay, if those people can do it, I'm resourceful as well. I'll figure out a way to make it happen. And that kind of was what inspired me to give it a shot. That is so awesome. And and then to take that leap, you have a month after that, like you quit, you go, you go to Portugal. What was that experience like of just going somewhere? I Was that your first time going to Portugal? Yeah. So I used to live, I lived abroad before I lived in Southeast Asia for a year when I was completing my university degree. It was part of our program. I had to do an internship in Vietnam. Wow. So I had a bit of a travel bug and sort of when I saw the opportunity to be able to go to Europe, I had never been. So I was like, this is the perfect chance. And yeah, it was honestly an incredible experience. And the best part about that decision, because I think a lot of the times people ask me this question a lot is like, okay, when you quit your job, like, were you scared? Or did you have any feelings of regret? And honestly, I was so at peace with that decision after I made it, that that trip really just solidified that I had made the right choice for myself because there wasn't a moment where I was, you know, on the plane, on the train, traveling around, going to my yoga teacher training, all of that, where I had that sense of regret. It was honestly just like, this is where I was meant to be. And it all sort of just aligned perfectly, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. Because I think when you are in that path of alignment, when you are truly stepping into the next layer of life, right? Like your highest self or what, sometimes we're not even at that point of our highest self. We're just finally getting back on path. (laughs) We got a little stepped out and now we're on path for, for the next chapter, right? It is in one sense scary, but it is so dang liberating in so many different ways that it brings that peace. I think of like, this is new. It's a little scary, mostly exciting, 
really fun. <laughs> like it's like all of those emotions. But when you have that sense of just being really content in yourself, that's, that's just like your body knowing, yeah, this was the right choice. Exactly. And recognizing that a lot of the times the fear that we have associated with making those sort of life altering decisions is never, or pretty much, at least in my experience is never as bad as we make it out to be in our heads. Like we honestly think the whole world is going to explode and it's like, okay, worst case scenario, let's think about it. I'm going to quit my job. Let's say nobody wants to work with me. My business makes zero dollars. Worst case scenario is I move back into my mom's house and I go get a different job is that really the worst that could happen? Like, it's not ideal, but it's, it's not like I'm, my whole world is over and that's it. So yeah, a lot of the times, like, I know for me in that process, it took a lot of, okay, what is worst case scenario and what would that actually look like? And how bad is that compared to how bad I feel about the situation that I'm stuck in right now? Ooh, I like comparing it to how you feel, because as Mm -hmm. we know, like our emotions aren't facts. So sometimes just really laying out that story that we're telling ourselves, putting that on paper is like, okay, this is actually what it would look like. Not so bad. It's not terrible. And I'm curious to know now that you have been, you know, rocking the entrepreneur life for a couple of years. Do you still have that mindset of if this fails, I'll go back to another job? Or are you just like, no, I'll figure it out. I'm I'll I'm not gonna go back to corporate. Have you gotten past that line of like corporate life is not for me? Well, and so I like that you asked this question because I feel like my perspective has shifted a lot over the course of the past few years. Yeah. And I I always try to make it clear to people that. I'm never like anti nine to five. I think that if you fit into that, that's great. That's awesome for you. The corporate job that I had in particular was not it. It wasn't the fit for me. And I recognize that, but I would never say that I wouldn't go back to corporate because who knows, maybe there's an opportunity out there that I don't even know exists that would appeal to me and would fit right for the lifestyle that I have, the values that are important to me. But at this point in time, when it comes to my business, you're right. If things aren't going the way, or if things don't happen to go the way they are planned to go, I'm all about pivoting. And through COVID-19 and all that the pandemic has brought, that's been a huge example to me of like, let's get resourceful and let's figure this out versus like, let's hop on Indeed and try and find a new job. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, I love that you keep that open because I think I've shifted a lot too. At first it was like, I am never going back to corporate. Yeah. Like screw corporate. It's so awful. But then if you're like, okay, so if this opportunity to make, you know, the number that you desire, right. We all have a different number in our head, that number you desire. And they check all the boxes. Like maybe you really are only working 20 hours a week or 15 hours a week. Maybe like, you know, certain things are taking care of you. And at that point in your life, you're like, actually, this makes more sense. Why not? So it's not always shutting it down. It's just, I think, recognizing what you want in that season of life and knowing when something makes sense and to step into it and also knowing yourself well enough to say no and have certain boundaries and keep going towards, you know, the, the goal right now that you have. Exactly. And I think the point you said about knowing who you are and what's important to you is most important. And it's something that I really got clear on before I made that decision to sort of 180 my life was, okay, what are my values? And when I wake up in the morning, what is that motivating force and what's most important to me? 
And that was kind of how I realized that, okay, the reason why I feel so stuck in this job is because all of these things that are really important to me aren't being fulfilled. So how can I sort of rewire my entire life or reroute my entire life to make it align with those things that I value? Ooh, now how did you get clear on your values? Because a lot of people don't, aren't mindful to their value we or even their beliefs, right? So those are two things that you kind of have to sit with for a while. So what was your process with really identifying your values? For sure. I actually remember I was reading. So at that time, again, because I was feeling like so ugh, about my job, I would spend every lunch break listening to podcasts, reading books, journaling, like really doing the work. And I remember reading a book called Beautiful Money at that time, which is more about fixing your relationship with money. But in the book, she does this four pillars exercise where the author walks you through how to really figure out the things that feel good to you and the times where you don't feel good and what the difference is between those. And then through that process, sort of determine what your four core values are. And I remember completing that exercise and taking a look and then sort of reflecting on where I was at in my life and just having this light bulb moment where I was like, Oh my God, like something here doesn't align. Mm. Yeah. So how do you then make, make that gap between, okay, something doesn't align. And then what are the action steps that follow? How do you kind of, cause some people, I think that's, you can have the awareness, right? But if you're not taking the action, you're just going to stay on that hamster wheel. So how do you know what the action steps are? And then how do you kind of motivate yourself to do them? Yeah, I think so understanding what's not working and then asking, okay, but what would work? And I think that's the really hard part for a lot of people because I, I, I never can articulate this correctly, but I say this a lot to my clients. It's like, oftentimes we know what we don't want to know. So we know that it's our job or this relationship or our living situation that's causing us all of this pain and all of this discomfort, but having to change that is really going to suck and it's going to be really uncomfortable. And I'm really scared about what the outcome is going to be. So rather than face that, we just choose to sit in it and sort of that's, that's kind of the situation that perpetuates our unhappiness because we're not willing to face the things that we know need our attention. And so if I know that this long-term relationship that I'm in is really not feeding my soul, but I'm so afraid of being alone, then Mm. I'm just going to stay in the uncomfortable, crappy relationship because I don't want to have to face that potential of, okay, well now I'm going to be single and what am I going to do? And the same works with jobs that we don't like, or yeah, like literally anything in our life where we feel resistance nine times out of 10, it's because we don't have the courage to just accept the fact that this isn't working and I need to try something new. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, it comes down to finding that courage within yourself. Again, coming back to this exercise of fear of like, if I rate the worst case scenario on a scale of one to 10, what's it actually look like? And understanding that, okay, maybe it won't be so bad because for that short amount of time that I'm going to feel really uncomfortable and I'm going to be really upset and things are really going to suck. I'm going to get the rest of my life back. So Mm. I think you kind of have to put it into perspective that way. Yes. Yeah. I think that that is so huge. You just like dropped a a massive like mic drop moment right there (laughs) at that time, because there's, there's so much truth in that. And a lot of times I think that power is what's missing, right? Like that, that inner confidence. So Mm -hmm. how do we really foster our confidence and, you know, is there a recipe to being fully confident in yourself? 
I think it's about understanding that it's a process and being gentle with yourself. Like I will be the first to admit that I don't wake up every day being like, I am the best. Everyone loves me. (laughs) This is great. Like we all face those times where we're like, am I even doing the right thing? What am I doing? Nobody likes me or people are going to think this idea is stupid. And it's about understanding that we have power over those negative thoughts. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling really down on myself, I have the power to decide to not give energy to those beliefs. And we talk about this actually in the philosophy of yoga, the idea of non-attachment. So not attaching ourselves to both the negative and the positive too. So if I receive say really positive feedback from a client, that's great. And I appreciate that, but I can't define my value and my worth based on what that one person said, even if it was amazing. Mm. And the same goes for negative feedback. If someone takes a class of mine and they think it was terrible and they don't want to come to my classes ever again, understanding that that's a reflection of that one person, but that it doesn't impact me as a whole. And so when it comes to really growing and fostering confidence, it comes down to not letting the power of your confidence and the power of yourself rely on what's happening around you and understanding that you intrinsically have value to offer the world. And it can be as simple as you grabbing a pen and paper and writing down, like, these are the things that I'm really skilled at. And these are the things that, um, that I want to project in my life. I know oftentimes I'll ask people like, can you just give me one word that describes me when you think of me? Like, what's the one word and like things like that. So inspiring or motivational or Mm -hmm. things like that. And doing that for yourself, like what are the characteristics that I want to embody in my life and physically writing them down, I think is a great way to sort of solidify that in your head. Even if you have to do it every day for a month until it, it sticks. Yes, Um, absolutely. Yeah, it really just comes down to that consistency. Yes, I love, I love that you hit on so many good points. <laughs> I mean, like so many, but then we hit this point, right? Like where we're we're confident, we're doing what we're doing, we're in our flow, and then boom, something doesn't feel right. Like we we feel stuck in business, or maybe it's not that fulfilling factor, and we get in a rut, right? And we're just like, okay. I thought entrepreneurship was supposed to be all gravy train, like everything's supposed to be amazing. I should feel fulfilled, but something's missing. Now I need to pivot, right? Whether that's a new program or maybe I'm no longer the yoga teacher. Now I'm the life coach, right? So how do we become okay with really changing our minds, whether that's changing our minds to who we are and presenting ourselves as professionals to changing our minds to what we want in life? Yes, this is a great question because I am the number one advocate, I want to say, for normalizing that it's okay to change our minds. (laughs) And again, I think it comes down to this sort of practice of detachment and understanding that we are not our identity. So yes, I am a yoga teacher. Yes, I am a life coach. But who I, Danielle, am as a person goes far beyond that. And as people we're sort of these like fluid beings. And so it's okay to understand that while something, a relationship, a job title, whatever that is served you for a certain period of your life, it's okay to let that go if it's not working anymore. And I often will ask myself when I'm journaling, what's exciting me right now? And what am I ready to let go of? Mm. Because I think if we don't stop and really reflect, that's when we can find ourselves in those positions where we're like, 
okay, well now I've been teaching yoga for three years and I'm just, I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah. But we don't make that conscious note. Um, Exactly. Cause we're stuck on autopilot. So it really comes down to us being intentional, intentional about sort of drawing our awareness to what's not working. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes so much sense. And I love that you keep touching back on journaling because this means that you're an avid journaler (laughs) and I am too. So what are some of your favorite or go-to prompts, uh, any that you'd like to share with us that kind of help us figure out self or even what we want or don't want in life? Yeah, I think um, oftentimes I'll start with something just as simple as, what am I feeling right now? And I'll kind of just write out like whatever's on my, my heart and then take that one step further by asking, what do I want from here? Mm-hmm. So how am I feeling right now? And what do I want from here? Because from there, that's when we can really start to get into again, what we talked about in the beginning, that intentional action. Okay. So if I know I want to achieve this thing, whatever it is, okay, well, what steps is it going to take to get there? And then I can start to brainstorm like, what that would actually look like from a practical perspective, but it allows me to get those things that are hiding in the corner of my brain out so that I have that awareness that it's even there. Yes. And I love those because that's even something that you can do daily. That's something exactly. that you could do monthly, you know, or even schedule it in like quarterly, do it for your business. I feel like those are things that you can kind of shift. Do you find that when you, when you talk about journaling, some people are like, I don't, I don't know how to journal. I don't know what to journal. And then like when you start with prompts, it's almost like you go into this mode of just automatically, like you're like, oh, I know my prompt. I know what I'm going to journal on. Other times you have to like give yourself that prompt, but it, it becomes more natural, I think. Do you? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like laughing right now. I know when I first heard of journaling, I was like, okay, I had a diary when I was 13. Right? Like I'm yes. kind of over that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm in my twenties now. I don't need to be writing about what someone said to me at work, but it's, it's so, so true. And exactly what you said. I remember when I started journaling, I literally would do the same prompts every single day. I would write a gratitude list of five things I was grateful for. And then I would write like what, like my biggest goals, my five biggest goals. And then if I already had those goals happen right now, what would my life look like? And those three prompts I would do every single day. And I did them probably for like almost a year. And then now my practice has obviously evolved far beyond that. And like you said, it's like, I'll think about what's my mood today and then kind of just come up with prompts or Google prompts or whatever, based on where I'm at emotionally in that moment. Yes. I love that so much because I was the exact same way. Like I remember when I was like, Oh, do you journal? Cause it was almost like writing really brought me a relief. And I, I recognized that, but I didn't understand how to make that a practice. Um, so when I started, I did the same thing. It was like gratitude, five things, right? Cause that's, I think when you're, you're able to get lean into gratitude, to be Mm -hmm. grateful for where you are, that brings a whole different piece of mindfulness and awareness up and just being okay with where you're at. Um, that's huge. So I, like, I think gratitude is like almost the best piece to, to flow into, but now like my journaling practice, sometimes it is, you know, like I'll go back and I'll write letters to myself. Yes. Sometimes it's just like, Hey, you know, like next time you read this, you will be. And then it's wild to look back on that and be like, Oh, shoot. Like what happened that day? And other days it's just a day. And I just need to write down what happened or maybe 
maybe there was an emotional response and it's not something that really needs to be said to the person, right? Like it's like, "Mm, this isn't really worth a text, but it is worth me getting out of my energy field or my body, right? I just need it to kind of release it. It goes in the journal. It's just for sure. And I also to interject when I find myself, especially in those situations, if you're dealing with difficult people or whatever, I will also take it a step further and ask myself, like, why, why did this situation that I found myself in cause me to feel this way towards this person? Yeah. Yeah. Really go, go a layer deeper and and turn it back on self. Exactly. And that's what it's all about because ultimately I think at the end of the day, our entire life is just a projection of our own experiences and our own perceptions. Like nothing in life, and I'm not trying to get like all woo here, but nothing in life is really real. Yeah. It's whatever we place value or importance on based on our own stories that we're telling ourselves. A hundred percent. So what, what advice would you give to someone who's eager to pursue their passion, but they're still in that mode of fear? For sure. I guess asking yourself really, what it is you want, getting clear on that. Again, understanding what your values are. Um, And if that's something you're struggling with, honestly, just send me a DM and I can give you the exercise. Um, So understanding what it is you want, what your values are and why it is you feel so stuck. And again, if we can come back to this idea that we talked about already of comparison, of understanding, okay, what happens if I do this thing? And what happens if I don't? Because I can distinctly remember making like a T chart, listing out, okay, these are all the things that could potentially happen if I go ahead and start my business. And this is what's going to happen if I don't do anything. And looking at that was absolutely terrifying. And I was just like, I can't, I can't look back on my life at 60 and wonder what if, like, what could have possibly happened because you don't know until you know. And a lot of the times to overcome that fear, you have to recognize that staying stuck where you are is even scarier. Ooh, it, it definitely is. And Danielle, I love how you, you encourage our audience to DM you for more of these prompts. So where can they go to connect with you further? Cause I know you have so much more to offer and we just peel back a small layer of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. It's at lifestyle by design studio. Um, and then I also have my own podcast as well. Adulting one Oh one. And we just celebrated our fourth or four years of podcasting today. So I'm really excited to be on here with you chatting. This is so amazing. I wish I would have known that before we started, we could have had like an intro celebration. Yeah, (laughs) We'll have it now though. That's amazing. And I love that, that we can celebrate this because four years of podcasting, you know, as well as I do that podcasting is work. I think sometimes- the audience until like you're a host or, you know, producing, you almost just think like it's an easy conversation and that's it. Right. But there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on. There's a lot of prepping for it. There's a lot of post production work. So to continue on for four years, Danielle, way to rock it. Way to rock it. Thank you so much. I'm like, I'm absolutely just obsessed with 
with it. The project itself, it started as a passion project and I just, I never thought my life would turn out the way it did at that time. So. Oh my goodness. Well, you are just blazing right now. You're, you're boldly blazing your own path. You're encouraging others to do it. And not only that you're showing up and living the life that you're preaching. So thank you so much for joining me today, sharing your wisdom. I love your energy and, uh, I hope we stay connected. Absolutely. Thanks again. Danielle has great energy. I loved learning from her. Be sure to connect further with Danielle. I've linked her social channels and website on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. And while you're getting social, make sure we're connected too. You can find me hanging on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook all at mindbizlife. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.